Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Kim Unity Solutions Podcast, where we inspire you to be able to recognize a real solution, to be the solution, and to accept nothing less. I am your host, Kim the SME, and today we're going to be talking about navigating multi-generational workspaces. Now, originally, when I was thinking about what I was going to be talking about, it was going to be a continuation of a previous episode. That episode was discussing transitioning from high school to college. And so this one, I was thinking, okay, I'll discuss the transition from college to corporate because that was something that I wish that I had been more introduced to, more prepared for. And in thinking about this, I'm thinking to myself like this does not just have to be about students who are graduating college or who have recently graduated entering the workspace. It's also about people who have not graduated, who did not choose the college life, but they are entering a workspace that has multi-generational employees there that they have to learn how to work with, collaborate with, you know, take instruction from and give instruction to. So let's get into it. If you are new to my podcast, we welcome you. And just to give you a little synopsis of what we're about is improving workplace culture. What I have identified through my personal experience is that most issues occur in three different areas in the workplace. It's either miscommunication, mismanagement, or misconception. By addressing these areas in the workplace, it permeates throughout the world. So if if we can clean up the workplace culture and create positive work environments, that will spread to our families, to our customers, to our vendors, and eventually throughout the world. So my focus is workplace, but again, everything that I speak of is from my experience and it can, it can be applied professionally or personally. Information will always vary depending on the person's perspective. And so, like I said at the beginning, I wish I had someone there to prepare me to enter the workplace from my college experience. Because when you think about it, when you're in college or even high school, you're around your own peers. You're around people who are your own age. There are adults, but yes, they're the professors or the teachers or just like at home or your family. There's people your age and there's also the other generations. But there's a difference between being around these multi-generations at home compared to in the corporate office or in the workplace where you actually have to really have real, real communication with them. You have to be able to collaborate and everyone has to understand everyone's point of view. I am considered Generation X. I was born in the 70s. And so there's going to be a totally different experience from mine to yours if you are a a different generation. I was raised by baby boomers, okay? And that age group, and I just want to give these ages and these years so that you have a clear picture of what I'm trying to, to explain to you. So I'm born in the 70s. Now, I was born to baby boomers. So that's between the ages 
or years of 1946 to the early 60s. We were both brought up differently. The baby boomers, my parents' age, they grew up understanding that you had to work yourself up the corporate ladder. They believed in working hard, blowing up, and then getting your pension or your retirement at the end. Now you have to realize that there are some major differences because my parents did not have the same kind of technology that I had growing up and that you have now. I mean, now we're entering the stage in the age of artificial intelligence. But back when my parents were going to work and getting their education, there were no cell phones. There was no internet or bare minimum. Uh, my mother was a nurse and I remember her actually writing down everything in patient files. Right. It wasn't a long time, but I was there waiting for her to get off work. And she actually had to handwrite all of the patient's information in um, in their file. There was no typing or anything like that. That didn't come until many years later. There are just so many different expectations going from one generation to another. When I was coming up after high school was college. Like there were no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was the next step the next step that I had to take. And that was pretty much the same for my friends as well. Everybody went from high school to college. Again, I'm speaking from my experience that didn't necessarily happen across the board. I'm sure you already understand that. In college, you're around all of your peers of your age. Entering the corporate office or the workplace, it just wasn't what I expected. And so I'm doing all this. I'm saying all this. This episode is dedicated to those who are entering this workspace for the first time. Or maybe you've been there and you're really still trying to figure out how to navigate yourself through it. Unlike my parents' generation, where they believed in job security all through their life, they believe that if you did a great job and were punctual and all that good stuff, you could work yourself up through the corporate ladder, you would gain those promotions, and then you could retire and you could collect that pension, right? So it was all about loyalty and hard work. But the generation that came behind them actually saw what, what truly happens after that. Um, if you have not already done so, I suggest you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kawasaki because he talks all about that. But the generations coming up behind the baby boomers, behind the baby boomers, we saw that our parents were losing their jobs before they reached retirement or pension age. They were getting laid off. They were being replaced by younger, um, the younger generation who did not have the experience they had, but had the experience with the technology or the education. They, they wanted the degree when a lot of the previous generation, they didn't have that degree, but they had the experience. They had 
went up through the ranks of experience. So they had years and years of that wisdom, but they weren't always appreciated. So that next generation saw that and basically said, hey, we're not going to go through this or this was something to be aware of. Especially in in my situation. Now, don't get me wrong. My, my mother was a nurse. My dad worked at the airport, but he also was an entrepreneur. They were both entrepreneurs. They also had other things on the side. The older generation, they truly believed and lived by and adapted themselves to the hierarchical structure where lower staff reported to upper staff, to supervisors and leads and managers and executives. Like that was the way the information flowed. Now, if you were to research it, it would show you that baby boomers did not, or it was, was frowned upon, well, it still is frowned upon, but they, they were not as likely to challenge the status quo. And I just did an episode on challenging the status quo. But they would not be so quick to complain. They would just endure. They would endure just to make sure that they um, were staying loyal, kept that longevity, and were able to retire. Now, my parents, on the other hand, they didn't mind challenging the status quo. They didn't mind writing letters, challenging authority or disagreeing in a formal written letter. That's something that they had me going through and making sure punctuation was correct and all of that because I had that education. As you go into the workplace, you are looked at as the new kid on the block. When I entered, I also was looked at the new kid on the block. And of course I was, we are, we have to learn this information just because we learned it in the classroom does not mean that we have the knowledge and the skill set for that, that business, that corporate, that corporation. Applied knowledge is much different than reading a book. And that's why this podcast is all about experience. I'm always speaking from my experience in hopes to be able to prepare you or um, to help you to give you a different viewpoint. Um, because we all have we all have different viewpoints. That is what I'm here for. Communication. This new generation, they're so used to using their cell phones to communicate, whether it's text message or FaceTime or Snapchat, there's so many different apps, emails. These older generations didn't have those options, those capabilities. Yes, some of them are learning, but they, they're not as skilled as the up and coming generation. The older generation is used to face-to-face -face interaction, face-to-face -face communication. They want to be able to see your facial expression. I, this is something that I experienced in the workplace. Because I'm Generation X, there was still uh, a generation behind me, and I'm used to face-to-face -face face -face conversations as well, but I'm also great at emails. 
But my face-to-face communication was always viewed as, I won't say always, but frequently viewed as confrontational or intimidating. It could be because of my style or my approach or because I'm black. Yes, we do have that um, experience or that stigma. Because I, because I am direct. But the truth of the matter is, is that I'm an introvert. I am a problem solver. I am very analytical. I am a critical thinker. So before I even go and ask the question, I'm going to do my research to see, okay, where does the problem lie? What is the root of the problem? How should I address it? What questions should I ask? What do I think their response is going to be? What should be my reply or my, my, um, my next question? So I'm doing all of this prior to approaching. And so when I do approach and I have these questions, and let's say they, they do have a response and then I, I double back with another question. I'm asking because I don't know or I need them to elaborate or I need further details, not to be challenging or to come off as um, rude or um, not a team player. No, it's about understanding. And so technology sometimes creates conflict because What's in a text can be misinterpreted because you can't really understand the tone, especially if you're not familiar with dealing with a person or face to face because this person is so used to dealing in text messages that being face to face is uncomfortable. And then especially coming out of this pandemic, I would say there's more separation than unity. So these are small things again. Unity is not difficult. There are simple, practical solutions that we all just need to be mindful of. Again, the three elements of unity that I believe are karma, intuition, mindfulness. If we treat everybody how we want to be treated, if we use our intuition, if we listen to our intuition, it is our guide, it is our protection, and if we are mindful, if we not just get so irritated so quickly, if we're not so quick to respond, but have some kind of empathy or understanding or to actually try to gain that information, to try to gain understanding instead of being so quick to judge or to respond or to argue. If you pay attention to what's in the articles right now, there's so much conflict. There's co-workers killing co-workers. There's managers. There's just, there's just so much going on in the workplace that can be easily resolved between, between the two of you. There's so much that I want to get into. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you've heard of that, DEI. They are... Um, Many states are banning it. Texas is one of them where they don't want those policies in there. They don't want anyone to make sure there's diversity in it. But why is that even necessary? You really have to think about that. Like, why is it 
even necessary to have that in there? Why was that even created? Affirmative action. Why was that even implemented? Why is that even a thing? Obviously, it was, because it was to rectify an issue that was prior to. And in, in neither of these um, situations or scenarios, does it mean that someone who was hired based on affirmative action is not qualified to be there? So, but I'll get on to that in another episode. But again, and, and when you hear things like this, especially if you're, if you're a, of a different ethnicity, don't be so quick to turn off. You, you really should be tuning in more so you can hear other viewpoints. There's so many different silos. We're so quick to turn away when we, when we disagree with one thing someone says or something that we don't believe in. But you're losing out on a lot of information, a lot of viewpoints to where you can not necessarily agree, but to get understanding to see, okay, that's where their mind is. So these are things, simple things that we need to work on. Leaving college and entering the workplace. You are going to have much more technolo technological knowledge than someone who has been at that job for several decades. And so it's important for them to be able to share information with you, the knowledge that they have, and for you to also share your expertise in technology. I mean, that's what, in a perfect world, that's what should happen. Again, going on with learning is that there's a difference between having an instructor in front of you and then learning online, e-learning or virtual learning. Not everyone learns the same way, even when I'm at work and I am training someone. The first thing I ask them is, what is your best style of learning? Is it hands-on? Is it you doing it and me speaking it? Is it written? That's why we have standard operating procedures, SOPs. Is it virtual? Is it audible? There's so many different ways that people learn and so many ways that technology has made it available. All of these different varieties that it's important to be able to communicate and see, okay, what works better for someone? You may work better with e-learning, but someone else is better at following a written document. I mean, just, just imagine, have you ever had to walk your parent or your grandparent through sending an email or attaching a document to an email? or um, Zooming or FaceTiming on their phone. There's a whole lot that you have to show them and for them to understand. And it's important to have that patience and that skill set. And so what you apply at home in your personal life is something that you would need to apply in your professional life or that corporation should be um, supplying. But again, we can't always wait on management or the C-suite 
to make us comfortable at work, to improve our workplace environment, to, to get rid of the toxic environment. Sometimes we have to put it in our own hands. Speaking from my experience, you shouldn't always have to reach out to somebody else to, to navigate an uncomfortable conversation or to um, clear the air about something respectfully. Now, if you are unable to do so, yes, you need to reach out to someone else. But what I am saying, what the purpose of this is, is that of this podcast is, is that we spend far too much time at work to be unhappy. Far too much time. You may think that you work eight hours a day, but no, you're there for another hour for lunch. It takes you time to commute there. Then you got to decompress when on your way home. And that energy that you have bottled up inside of you at work, you're carrying it on to your home life, to your household, to your family. And then guess what? Now they're upset. And now that energy is carried over to their school or their friends. Or now they're venting to their friends. It's a whole trail. It's like, it's like a bad odor that just flows. And it's just energy that just reaches through. And so what I'm saying is change that energy to positive energy. You should be able to say, hey, how can I, how can I resolve this? How would you like to see this resolved? Can we compromise? Apologize. I'm sorry. This is not what was intended. Oh, you misunderstood the tone in my email. Would it be better for me to come over face to face or vice versa? Again, these are all scenarios and practical solutions that can be applied in your professional life as well as your personal life. There's a lot going on in these personal relationships as well, with strangers on the street, people at the store. It's not difficult to find a common ground and commonality and to resolve disputes and indifferences. It's very important for us to be able to work as a team and to collaborate. In the school system, high school and college, it was pretty much frowned upon. It was considered cheating. Now, there have been many changes to where they had team projects. In high school, for my daughter, there wasn't that much, especially during the pandemic, where they weren't getting great instruction to begin with. Everyone didn't have Wi-Fi. Um, or some people were having connectivity issues. And so it was important for her to be able to help her friends, for them to be able to help her. They work together. And so in school, it's frowned upon. But when you get out into the real world, it's so important to have people you can rely on, people you can work with. And if they introduce this at an earlier age, we wouldn't see as many problems as we see now. It's so important to work as a team. Everyone has their gifts, everyone has their challenges. And we all just need to 
match them together. If I'm good at numbers and you're good at at writing or presentations, you know, that makes a great team. You don't want everyone being great at the same thing. The same applies with these multi-generational workplaces. If the incoming generation is better at the technology, then work together to provide that, to, to match that technology with the education and the knowledge. Leadership. Leadership, as I spoke about previously, the older generation, they believed in the hierarchical structure where the lower staff reported up to the supervisors, the leads, the managers, the directors. The information flowed that way, but it, it was very important to not be able to skip the chain of command. So if you were to ask your direct report for something and they said no, then that was it. These new generations, especially myself, especially if, if this person above me is being unreasonable, then yes, I have to challenge it. And again, if you want to, and again, if you want to hear more about challenging the status quo, please tune in to my last episode, Challenging the Status Quo. I just wanted to give you all something to think about if you are navigating from if you are moving out of college and into the workplace, there's so much social media out there. There's so much that you can, you can, you have more knowledge than I did going into it. Or you can see, you can turn on any app and <laughs> whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and you can see the different scenarios of how the employees are un unhappy with management or the corporation. At least you have that that foresight now. At least you know what you may be getting into. And not every corporation is like that. I know many people who have great positions, great managers. They the the staff all work together. So this does not this, this is not a wide paintbrush that applies to everyone, but this is something for you to be aware of. It's not just about you. It won't just be about your way. It's about a meeting of the minds. So, <clears throat> just something to reflect on. I would love to get into the discussion of DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and affirmative action. I will not do that at this time. If you have enjoyed this, this episode, if you have found it interesting, a different point of view, please tune into the prior episodes. You can also check out the website at www.kimunitysolutions.com, just as the name of the podcast, to be able to purchase some of our merchandise. You all have a wonderful and blessed. Thank you.